0: We begin at the Mishnah at the top of Daf Nun Gimel. The Mishnah following the theme of the previous Mishnayas. On the side of the Gemara, we have a nosay, a topic heading. Hanoder min mehem sheim A person vows not to benefit from a type of item, from a food item. And there are products that are made from that item that carry within them the name of the original item. Haim Gam Asurim are they also prohibited? Kagonhanodmorim. For example, someone vows not to consume dates. Ma dinolagabi dvash What would the law B regarding date honey. So he vowed not to consume dates. What about date honey? This honey carries with it the, the, the name date, so is that included in his vow? The Gemara, or the Mishnah at the top line of Nun Gimal, Hanoi der Minhatmorim, muter Bidvash Tmorim. A person who vowed not to partake of Dates is allowed to partake of date honey. Mi person vowed not to consume sisvanios. Sisvanios are uh, grapes that don't ripen uh, readily. They uh, will stay on the vine throughout the winter and they're used for making vinegar. So a person vowed not to consume cisvonios. Mutar He is allowed to intake vinegar of Sisvanius Oimer anything whose byproduct or processed product carries with it the name of the original item. For no when he vowed. Using the original name, pro, uh, uh, prohibiting himself from uh, from eating it. Also, by he'll be prohibited in benefiting from that from the derivative as well. All because the derivative carries with it the name of the original item. The Chachomim Matir, the say, not so. You are allowed to benefit from the derivative. Now the Chachomim here appear as. What would what, what what seems to be an additional opinion, but is is it not so that the Chomim are saying the same as the Tanakama? The Gemara asks, Chachomim haynu Tanakama, What do we benefit by having the closing phrase "Chachamim matirin" in the Mishnah when the Tanakama already said that? So the Gemara answers, "Ika binayu hoda the Tanya." There is a point of difference between the Tanakama and the Chachomim. And it will be seen, the point of difference will be seen by learning the following Tanaic source. Klal Omar, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. Shimon Elazar presents a rule. Kol shedarkoi le'ochel v'derech ayoytze mimenu le'ochel items that... You will eat them, and I and you will also consume their derivative, their derivatives products made from them. Go and we give you an example. You go, tamorim udevash tamorim. Dates. People eat dates. People consume date honey. nodar boy, person vowed not to consume dates. Osur be yotzei mimenu they will not be allowed to consume date honey either no dare mi menu oserbo. if he vowed not to consume the we'll say date honey he cannot consume dates uh, we're sticking to the text as is the gro comments that the text should be different but we'll keep it to it the text as it is. A second point Kol Shain Dakoi Leochel Leochel Items that you would not consume the original, but the only the derivative, the byproduct you would consume. No derbo if a person vowed not to eat the original item, and in this case, that original item is something that is not ordinarily eaten. So you vow not to eat the original item. Ein ela mi menu. As a result of that vow, the only thing that you're really prohibited from is the derivative. Shalom Your intention in making such a vow was only to prohibit the derivative that which is eaten at this point we are to take note of three tanaic opinions we have the opening opinion of the mishnah and then the closing opinion we just pointed out that there is a difference between them we didn't we read a source but we didn't highlight what the difference is and then we also have to take note of rebuda ben beserah so we'll now review the three opinions Imagine someone swears, or he vows, not to consume sisvonios. Now sisvonios are an example of something that itself is not eaten, but it's derivative, the choymet cisvonios is consumed. So a person vowed not to consume sisvonios. The tanakama will tell you that you're allowed to, to consume the Chimit Sisvanios and you cannot consume this, honest, the sisvonios. The Tanakama is fairly literal in its approach. What you vowed, that and only that is prohibited. The fact that the derivative carries with it a as part of its name the original item that doesn't influence the Tanakama. The chachomim. The Chachomim of the mission. We wanted to find where is there a point of difference between the Tanakam and the Chachomim. The Chachomim adopt Reb Shimon Ben Aloz's approach, and that if a person vowed not to consume Sisvonios, the result is that only the byproduct is Osir. The Choymets is Osir. The Sisvonios themselves are not Osir. The Chachomim. Uh, which, as we say, is uh, in the uh, opinion of Shemuel Lazar, there we can say utilitarian. In other words, if you vowed not to consume something that itself is not generally consumed, your intention was simply to prohibit that which you would ordinarily consume. The opinion, the third opinion, uh, uh, not not in order of opinions, but he was the middle opinion in the Mishnah, but the uh, additional opinion is that of Rebuta ben B'Seira, he will tell you that if you vowed not to consume sisvanios, you cannot consume them, nor the choymet sisvanos, nor the byproduct derived from them. So there you have three opinions. You can see, Clearly a point of difference between the Tanakama and the Chachomim if you focus on that example of someone who vowed not to consume sisvonius, The Mishnah. Hanoder Min Hayayin. Mutur Tapuchim. We should glance at the sign. We have a Topic heading, the no say, which reads here, Hanoider midover A person vowed not to consume a specific item. V'yesh dvarim achirim im Levi. And There are other things that have a an accompanying name. Now, to make things more practical, we turn to the Mishnah. Hanoider min A person vowed not to consume wine. Uh, he can, can. he's allowed to drink apple wine. Min person vowed not to consume shemen. What do shum shemen? Shemen implies olive oil. And hence, the vow won't include sesame oil. Min ha-dvash, person vowed not to consume dvash. What does dvash imply in people's minds? Well, it's translated as honey. Let's say, bees honey. As a result, his vowel does not include dvash moram, date honey. Minha chometz, Person vowed not to consume chometz. Standard chometz, you can see in the meforshim, is made from good quality grapes. Or, let's say more accurately, from wine that was initially good quality wine, and in the course of time, it fermented. It became, uh, fermented in in the context of vinegar. Good wine that became vinegar. So, when you vowed not to consume Chomets, your intention was Chomets that resulted from good wine, and not vinegar made from cisvonios, which we explained in our previous year, are grapes that don't really Let's say ripen in the normal way, they stay on the vine throughout the winter. So they're, let's say, poor quality grapes, from which, in fact, vinegar is made. But the vow not to partake of vinegar is a reference to, in people's minds, vinegar that comes from whose origin is good quality wine. Minakrishin Mutur Bekaflotos. Here we wanna run into one of our difficulties when uh, concerning the Gomorrah markings and the issue of translating animals and plants that we don't have necessarily a very solid tradition on what they are. So we're just going to have to uh, mention that uh, the creation, kaflutos, there are different types of vegetation. So if one vowed uh, not to benefit, not to consume creation, he is allowed to consume kaflutos. Even though kaflutos are a type of kratian, uh, they aren't called kratian. Mina yerek biyarkas levi. A person vowed not to consume yerek. Yerek is often translated as vegetables, but they are vegetables that one cultivates in a garden. As opposed to Yerikasade; these are vegetables that grow in fields, um, implying possibly that they are uh, they're vegetables that grow in the wild; that not they're not necessarily cultivated. The run makes reference to hasade as a different variety of vegetables than those that are cultivated in gardens. We turn back to the text, the last point that was mentioned that a person who vowed not to benefit, not to consume Yerek, he's allowed to consume Yarkus shu Shushem Levai. It's not called Yerek, it's called Yarkus it's a, a compound or, or a hyphenated name. The topic heading on the side of the Gemara, the Nosei reads, min Hashemen, person who vows not to consume oil, Be'ez Esar, Al Shil Noder, which the oil that would be prohibited in a vow not to consume oil is really dependent on where he lives, where the Noder lives. The Gemara, Tanya, Min Hashemen, one who vows to abstain from oil. If he is one who lives in Israel, so he is allowed to consume sesame oil, but not olive oil. So that the the term oil in Israel is implies olive oil. Ubibabel, you'll find in Babylonia the opposite, also Bishem and their common oil was sesame oil. but was not uh, was not common. or was not found in bovel. Mokayim shemistapkin mizel A place in which both are found. Osir bozeh So by saying I, I, I vow to abstain from oil, you're including both. more says pshita regarding this last point. Is that not obvious? Lo, it needs to be spelled out, the ruba minchad mistapkin, that in the location of the third point of the source, the gimel point in that Teneg source is a place where the majority of people use one of the two kinds of oil. Mauditemo, you might have thought, Azel simply follow the majority. A, a person vowed not to consume Shemen, in order to define Shemen in such a place, go according to the majority. Komash Molon, what the source teaches us is Sofek Isura luchumra. When you have a doubt concerning the realm of Isur V'Heter, the realm of uh, items that are prohibited versus not prohibited in a, we'll call it in a, in a ritual or religious context, you have to adopt the more restrictive approach. And therefore, even though the majority use one kind of oil, there are a minority of people that use the other. And maybe that was his intention. So both become prohibited. HaNoder Minha Yerek, A person vowed not to consume Yerek vegetables. In this section of Gemara, You'll see several categories, and on the side of the Gemara we have a Osei, a topic heading. You have shelgino shel areas cultivated; those cultivated in gardens versus those that grow without cultivation in fields, and time periods. You have Bishviyas and beshar hashanim. We'll make reference to the shemitah year versus the other six years of a sabbatical cycle. A Shemitah year is characterized by the Torah prohibition of engaging in agricultural activity, in cultivation of plants. So we have a Tanaic source which begins Hanodirmina Yerek, one who vowed not to partake of Yerik. Bisharsne Shavua during the, let us say the vow was made during the six years of the sabbatical cycle during which a person is allowed to cultivate things and he vowed not to partake of Yerek, what does his, what does his vow refer to? he is restricting himself from vegetables cultivated in the gardens. His vow does not include the uh, wild-growing vegetables found in fields. Uvishvias. if he vowed uh, not to consume Yerik during the Shemitah year, during the year in which things are not cultivated. So what was, what was on his mind when he said, I'm not going to partake of Yerik? he is prohibiting himself from the wild-growing Yerokos, Yerokos that don't need to be cultivated. Umutr biyarkasagina. He he is allowed to consume Yarkasagina, that meaning that wasn't on his mind when he took when he made the vow. Uh, we mentioned before, and you can see again in this case you can see in the Ran commentary at the very end of the Ran commentary that uh, the kind of, These are vegetables that grow on their own. So during L'shmit the Shemitah year, it's only that kind of Yarek that he would have had in mind. The other kind, the Yarkas Hagina, aren't found to begin with. Om Rabbi Mishum Rabbi Chanino Ben Gamliel. We continue at the top of Omid Bey's Loishonu, the teaching of this source that on Shemitah, one who vowed not to consume Yerik is allowed to consume Yarkas Gina. This is true, Elo v'mokayim she'ein Yerek It's true in places that there's no import of cultivated vegetables imported from outside Israel where, of course, one is allowed to cultivate during the Shemitah, restrictions apply only to the land of Israel. So in a place that there's no import of cultivated vegetables, we will tell you that if he vowed during the Shemit year not to uh, consume, he vowed during that year, he says, he's not going to consume yorokos He is allowed to consume Yerkes Gino. But in a place that there are imported cultivated vegetables and it's the Shemitah year and he is standing in Eretz Yisrael and says he's abstaining from Yerek or he's, he's vowing not to consume Yerek not only will Yarkas Hasode be prohibited but Yarkas agina also and that will cover those uh, um, vegetables that are imported Ketanoi the uh, issue concerning importing vegetables to begin with is a machlokas tanoim. The uh, the source says ain mivian yerek l'aretz l'aretz. One is not to import vegetables to begin with. Rabbi ben yerek And it's interesting to note the opinion that. Uh, allows the importation of vegetables is Rabbi This was the name Rabbi Avo cited at the bottom of Omid Aleph, giving way to the possibility of vegetables in fact being imported according to that particular sheet. Rabbi uh, Hanina ben Gamliel. I'm, I'm now I'm making an assumption that even in this source you see the name presented as Hananyo ben Gamliel, but they're one in the same so, so uh, we would see consistency in opinion my time what is the reason for the tanakama that says one is not to import vegetables cultivated vegetables from outside the land of israel mishum gush gush means clumps of earth the Rashi, on the fourth line from the top, says, There might cling unto the roots of vegetables that one imports, clods of dirt from outside the land of Israel, with tome, Mishum Sofeik Mase. There is a general, uh, we'll say, uh, ruling concerning areas outside the land of Israel, the the land outside of Israel, is ruled as being defiled, as being tomei. And that stems from a concern that the idol worshippers don't uh, bury all of their dead uh, in formal cemeteries, but possibly wherever. So that uh, because of, we'll say, the, the lack of Diligence with regard to the, the treatment of the dead uh, on the part of the idol worshippers uh, outside the land of Israel so all of the area outside the land of Israel is viewed as Tomei Mace so it be, that being the case the uh, uh, Tanakama holds one is not to import vegetables because the vegetables imported might contain clods of dirt Upon which the uh, previous mentioned ruling applies, namely Tumas mace. and we don't want to uh, we don't we don't want to bring into the land of Israel additional sources of defilement. The uh, Gemara continues with the new Mishnah Min Hakruv. A person vowed not to partake of, not to eat kruv. Kruv is a type of vegetation and in vowing not to partake of also uh, asparagus sounds very much like a, a word you uh, use in english a reference to a particular vegetable as we mentioned earlier we cannot guarantee that the english word that sounds like this is in fact what the mission is referring to for our purposes though asparagus is a type of kruv Therefore, when you vowed not to consume kruv, you are thereby prohibiting uh, asparagus as well. Min asparagus, if a person v- uh, vowed not to partake of asparagus, mutter be kruv. a person is allowed to partake of other kinds of kruv. Uh, uh, kruv is not a subcategory of asparagus. The opposite may be true, but, uh, but not that kruv, is a subcategory of asparagus. Therefore, if you vow not to consume asparagus, other kinds of proof will be allowed. also A person vowed not to consume greasin. Again, we run into the translation problem. What are greasin? So we're going to we'll say risk it and say greasin is a type of bean. Uh, someone who vowed not to partake of greasin also mikpeh. Mikpeh is a literally, it's a congealed dish, but it's uh, it's a, a type of I don't know if it's accurate to say a, a porridge, but it's made from greasin. So that one who vowed not to consume greasin cannot consume mikpeh. In the rush toward the end of the Rosh commentary. About uh, six, five lines up from the end, he says, filu Even when the the Griesen are uh, made into or put into the mikveh, The the name greasin remains is still attached to it. Now, Rabbi Yossi Matir, Rabbi Yossi says, if you vowed not to consume greasin, you are allowed to consume mikveh. Min ha-mikbeh, one who vowed not to consume mikbeh. mutter begrisen. Min ha-mikbeh, if a person vowed not to consume mikbeh, also shum, he cannot consume shum. Shum is often translated as garlic. And garlic was something that was always added to mikbeh. So if a person vowed not to consume mikbeh, he is prohibiting himself from shum as well. Rabiosi matir. Min hashum, a person vowed not to consume shumotir ben mikveh. Shum does not include mikveh. Mikveh, as we saw, the Tanakama will tell you, will include shum, but not the other way around. Min hu adoshim, ba This is something that we've seen before. One who vowed not to consume adoshim, so according to the Tanakama, he's not allowed to consume. Uh, cakes that are made that in, in which you find adoshim flour, Rabbi Yosi says, the vow not to consume adoshim does not include ashishim. Min Ashishim muter bashim, one who vowed not to consume ashishim, which is a reference to the cakes that are made using adoshim flour, is nevertheless muter baadoshim can consume the original adoshim. Chita chitim sheani toyem, a person made a vow like that. You see the chita in the singular form, chitin in the plural form, that he's not going to consume. Osir bohen, bein kemach, bein apas. He cannot eat the, he cannot consume wheat flour, nor wheat bread. Greece, Greece in shani if a person vowed like that, focusing on Greece in the singular and the plural, osir bohen, he cannot eat greaseen, whether they are raw or cooked. Rabbi Yudah Omer, the person makes a vow using the term gris or chita, which are both in the singular, he he's allowed to chew them raw. In other words, uh, by saying gris or chita, that implies some food that has been cooked from them referring to chito in the singular and using that as his vowel he cannot um, consume the baked wheat wheat that's baked into some type of cake a baked good made from wheat but eating lochus is to chew it raw that is allowed if he says shani lochus umutu a reference to chitim in the plural that will prohibit him from chewing raw wheat grains but allowing him to consume something baked. shani here he uses both terms the singular and the plural Asur so that will prohibit him from both eating the raw the lochus chewing on the raw grains and consuming Baked uh, uh, goods made from the wheat flour. That was section one of the source, focusing on wheat in the singular and the plural, and what effects that has on the vowel. And now we focus uh, in a similar way using grease as the focus of our attention. Uh, As we said, we didn't translate. We didn't commit ourselves to a translation of gris. It might be a reference to a type of bean. So he says grease shani tayem he is prohibiting himself from cooked greesen but allowing himself the vow does not prohibit him from chewing raw greesen greesen shani toim, here he uses it in the plural it in the plural, Grease, greasing, Time also, bein bein l'ochus. Naturally, by using in your vowel, the singular and the plural, you are prohibiting yourself, whether it's from consuming the cooked form, or chewing the raw form. With that, we conclude our or for today.